kicking the show off this afternoon. Of course, Canada is inching closer to allowing Canadians with mental illness access medical assistance in dying. So after March 17th, as it stands right now, after March 17th, 2023, Canadians with mental illness as their sole underlying medical condition will have access to MAID if they meet all of the eligibility requirements. So right now, the government of Canada and health experts are considering how MAID can be provided safely to those whose only medical condition is a mental illness. And we're waiting on a review with recommendations on protocols, safeguards, and guidance. In the meantime, the Association of Chairs of Psychiatry in Canada is calling for a delay to the mid-March time frame. Let's find out more and find out why with Dr. Jack Hagerty. Dr. Hagerty, welcome to the show. Hi, Jalen. Can you hear me okay? I can. How are things in Thunder Bay this afternoon? They're they're warmer than Edmonton, from what I hear. <laughs> uh, well, my many many years yes. in Thunder Bay uh, reminds me of the chill there uh, way back when. So, but yeah, it's pretty cold here today. Yeah, sure, Doctor Hager. Yeah, let's. Thank Go ahead. I was going to say, let's uh, let's start and have a, have a conversation about this because I think there's a lot of questions uh, about this. I think when we talk about medical assistance in dying, when we know that uh, for the person who has applied for MAID, when we know that there is that end in sight, that it's a terminal il- illness, I think a lot of people, uh, not everybody, but a lot of people can wrap their heads around it a whole lot more. When we talk about mental illness, there's a whole lot of gray area for a lot of a lot of folks and it appears that there's some gray area for the association as well right now why is that well, uh, let's say I think the from the chairs meeting in October there was uh, a, a discussion that, that came out uh, um, at that time uh, raising uh, independently across the opinions of the, uh, the the chairs that were there say you know do we do we have a shared concern and and indeed there was a, a collective belief that the direction the and the speed in which we were advancing towards approval in march of 2023 as you said at the opening that uh, this that we all shared a belief that we don't seem to be ready and and then we said well how do we how do we approach that to what what's the uh, what's the best way to either influence or or state our collective concern and that led to the the statement that uh, I think you've referenced uh, and is available uh, to the media at this time so dr. Hagerty let's outline why uh, the, the the chairs um, don't believe that we're ready why is that mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a number of things that are, and are, are, are kind of the five points that we we focused on is that uh, that there probably or there should be clearly a, a, a public education for suicide prevention accompanying this, in part because I think the the idea of distinguishing um, the the standard perception of suicide from those in which those that would be seeking medical assistance and dying for mental illness. The ability of distinguishing the influence of, of uh, mental disorders uh, that are treatable, reversible, and and remediable. And that's kind of the, the more sophisticated term. So we felt there was a need for public education on suicide prevention, and that was not robust enough uh, to, to coincide with this to start. The second is there was really not an agreement on what was irremediable. And as I said to other uh, um, uh, in other interviews, really there is no there is no a, a agreed upon definition in mental health or in psychiatry of what would be deemed an irremediable mental disorder. 
So that poses a real central piece hmm. to our concern. Others that we were concerned about, the lack of, of full knowledge of the procedures and policy, we felt that uh, there was a need to make sure there was a high standards of care and that there was a robust process to review that, more than what has, been, has happened so far. And the last two points were a standardized educational tool. So if we're going to proceed, we're, we, are, we are closely linked with training of medical students, family physicians, psychiatrists, but we really think there should be a, a more active engagement. And, that, uh, and then finally, data gathering, that how robust is the process, is, is, the, is the policy being implemented correctly, and to evaluate the new laws. So these were the, the five or so points that we really focused on as critical to, uh, to, to put a pause on, on this implementation. Dr. Jack Hagerty joining me this afternoon. Um, Dr. Hagerty, when you talk about, you know, the lack of public education on, on suicide prevention, as well as a definition on uh, irremediability or the incurableness mm -hmm. of it, I think that's, you know, so people who are mm -hmm. listening, you know, whether can something be yeah. cured or not, when we look at mental illness, is, is mental illness something that can be cured often, or is it something that one learns to live with and, and deal with in different ways? Well, we, we certainly, in our, in our specialty area, up until this, this it's certainly being trained in Canada and, and you know, certainly reflecting what would be considered the Western medicine concept of mental illness, we've always approached our, our, our illnesses as, as being treatable. We, we even under the conditions of what we call treatment resistance, there are complex algorithms, approaches to, let's, let's take uh, the most, one of the most common, that's depression. We know that, that mood disorders you know, generally, for, for nearly most cases, have uh, some degree of, of reversibleness, treatableness, and what we do know, particularly as the conditions evolve in time, that they have a natural history. They, they, they wax and wane, hmm. become more severe, and, and that we've never really developed, and that's probably why we are not, do not have a working concept of irremediability, because we've never considered the mental illness as, as uh, never being something that could be intervened on. That's very different than having a chronic mental illness, of which there are certainly many chronic depressions, bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. There are many lifelong illnesses, but we certainly have, up until now, not really uh, actively engaged with the concept of our, of our area, having illnesses in which there is, there is uh, a, a perception that there's nothing more to be done. So as a, as a working definition, um, we, we certainly feel that, that that whole discussion needs a more active engagement. And then I'm, I'm curious to know that in a, in a case, when it, in, in a mental illness case, what would the eligibility requirements be um, in something like this? Have, you, have, have we seen any even tentative suggestions or outlines of possibilities what that what might be? Like, uh, what would, how would you meet eligibility at this point when it comes to mental illness for, for MAID? Well, I certainly think the two, the two key things are the, the, the concept of an irremediable illness, and that has come to replace the, that the, you use the term terminal, and, and, and we certainly have used and understand the whole sense of euthanasia for or, or the, the palliative care concept of someone's approach to death and they may need medications to manage pain, and if that accelerates the coming of death, then that's often now a, a kind of a working part of much palliative care. Mm -hmm. 
I think what's changed is we, we know that the, the laws in Canada, again, I'm not a lawyer on this, but I certainly, the concept of the imminent death has been removed. And now it has to do with kind of a deep suffering that is perceived by, by the patient as, as uh, no longer tolerable. And, and I think that paired with it's not going to get better, so the idea of not curable and my suffering is, is intolerable, uh, and, and that that would be assessed by an expert or, or more than one expert. And, and then that would be one of those would be key components leading to there's other detailed qualifications of a period of time to apply and, and uh, uh, signatures uh, at the initial application. So there are a variety of steps are, are, are being active right now for, for medical assistance in dying. So these similar steps would apply to mental illness, you know, except what would different is that it's no longer a physical illness yeah. uh, solely, uh, but now it, it, it can. they're proposing that uh, come March that it would be mental illness. So, so there, are, there will be some definitional things added in, but the core components essentially remain unchanged as they are right now for mm -hmm. physical illness. So, Dr. Hagerty, um, with with where we are now, what uh, just a, a few months out, like three and a three and a bit months out from the from the date where things uh, could change, and the Canadians with mental illness could access ma made if they meet all the eligibility requirements. Is the Association of Chairs of Psychiatry in Canada, is it saying, no, 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 we don't want this at all? Or is it just saying, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's give us a little bit more time. Let's find out some answers, a little bit more, you know, guidelines, um, you know, guardrails, you know, for instance, and then we'll see. Yeah, it's a good question. Well, with anything complex like this, that there's a lot of moral uh, and, and personal reactions to whether or not it's an endorsement or, uh, uh, you know, versus a, a let's just improve it. I certainly think from the point of view of the association, and I'm, you know, speaking by the, by the statement we developed, is we certainly are advocating for a review, a delay of its implementation to permit a review of that. So, so we, we're not, uh, I don't think, as a collective speaking against the existing law. We certainly are expressing caution about the proposed change uh, or amendment to, uh, um, to that law. I think it's C7, which adjusts to the, mm -hmm. uh, the amendment to C14. So I, so I think that uh, we are asking for a delay. Uh, it appears that, uh, that the, the delay of a one year uh, is, is probably going to be required in order to have a robust uh, discussion and uh, permitting these kinds of things to be either sorted out or not sorted out. Mm -hmm. and, and indeed, other countries would, this would be advancing this, uh, this intervention, probably at least some perceive, but more liberally than anywhere else in the world. And, and this is not, you know, certainly Canadian, this is unusual for us. I mean, this is something that is not something we walk usually quickly into. Yeah. We're usually more of that cautious country. So, uh, so, it's, uh, so I would say it's not a rejection of the existing law, uh, but it certainly is a caution of how to be perceived and adapted. Dr. Hagerty, we'll be watching this very closely. I appreciate you making time for us on the show this afternoon. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to having a conversation with you again in the future. Thank you so much for this. You're, you're welcome, Jalen, and thank you for your interest. Take care. Dr. Jack Hagerty this afternoon, the Association of Chairs of Psychiatry in Canada. He's a spokesperson there. He uh, works at Northern Ontario School of Medicine. Yeah, so as of March 17th, 2023, as it stands right now, Canadians with mental illness who meet the requirements, mental illness as their sole underlying medical condition,
will have access to medically assisted death. And there's, you know, more and more groups that are coming out and saying, on this front, we need to pump the brakes a little bit. We need to take a closer look. Let's take a stronger review. Let's let's make sure that everything is in place here. And you and you heard Dr. Haggerty uh, touch on that. We do know that the Canadian government, um, uh, along with health experts, are, you know, looking at a number of different kind of recommendations and, and protocol. What is that eventually going to look like here in the weeks ahead? And again, we're only four months out. We shall see.